0: Hey guys, it's Madison here. I hope you guys are enjoying your Monday so far. I know I'm still trying to get used to the time change. um. But anyway, so in today's podcast episode, I thought I would share with you all what I learned on my field trip, which happened like about a week ago with my organic chemistry class. And so we went to Richmond, like somewhere outside of Richmond, I think. I don't know, I'm not good with directions. But anyway, so we went somewhere in Richmond to this Hoover, Reach, Hoover Research Center to learn about the jobs of chemical engineers. Um, about a couple of days prior, I had to research what chemical engineers do, and they basically apply the principles of chemistry, biology, physics, and mathematics to solve a variety of problems, such as fuel, drugs, and food. I don't really see myself becoming a chemical engineer, but it was a very interesting experience and very, um, is very eye-opening, I guess you could say, because I realized how universal of a job it is. Now, I'll talk a little bit more about the chemical engineers later on in this episode, but right now, I think it's best if I talk about the lab center, just so you get like a Basic idea of what it is and what it does. So, Doctor Gary S. Hoover, he founded the Hooverd Research and Consulting Inc. in nineteen eighty nine. He is a recognized expert in the field of diffusion and polymers and devolatilization, and so this lab is equipped to measure gas and vapor transport properties in polymers. His team includes Anne Hooverd, Patrick Hooverd, Stacy Lovelace, Doctor Lee. Dr. Larry Marshall, Dr. Mike Brenner, and Justin Kane, who was actually my tour guide when we went over there, and he is the senior research technician. During the tour, Justin talked about some instruments that the lab uses, which run very specific tests, and everyone must know the ins and outs of every instrument. They're used according to, like, whatever contract or project they're working on. So I'm going to list some of the instruments that they have. 3D printers, accelerated aging studies, calorimetric analysis, density measurements, differential scanning calorimetry, dynamic mechanical analysis, Fourier transform infrared, gas vapor permeation, gas chromatography. There's also instrument testing and calibration, ion chromatography, ion conductivity, Carl Fischer titration, melt index measurements, microscopy, muco adhesion, quartz crystal microbalance, refractive index measurements, a spray dryer. I think I actually saw some when we were when we visited there. Surface tension measurements, tablet press, thermogravimetric analysis, thermal degradation kinetics, thermal conductivity, and viscosity measurements. I think I think I kind of butchered a lot of those names, but that's just some instruments that they use. And Justin, he mentioned that they were working on five projects, but I don't really remember all of them or any of them. I just know that they're currently working on five projects. And these projects or contracts that they have, they can range from, like, anything like from food cosmetics and polymers it's a very universal job as i mentioned earlier for chemical engineers and it is very hands-on in that type of environment and he really talked about how much he likes working in that type of environment it suits him i guess you could say now for some new things that i learned during our field trip is, well, one of them is hydrogel. And Dr. Hoover, he talked about this in the very beginning. And this hydrogel is made of predominantly water and is then mixed with compounds to thicken the substance and add to its healing abilities because it can be used for wound dressings, for instance. And there are also systems comprising of three-dimensional physically or chemically bonded polymer networks that entrap the water in intermolecular space. And, yeah, that was one thing I learned. Another thing that I learned from Dr. Hoover is white phosphorus. And phosphorus can come in two forms, red and white. Red phosphorus is considered harmless, but white phosphorus is highly toxic, and it reacts violently with oxygen. So... It's recommended, highly recommended, that it be stored under water or paraffin to stop it from spontaneously combusting. And after learning about this white phosphorus, I decided to do some Google researching. And it was discovered 300 years ago, when the Hamburg-based alchemist Hennig Brandt boiled urine and continued to burn this residue that formed. And This white phosphorus that he produced, it ended up becoming a poison for murderers of the time. And the detectives, they would see if it, since white phosphorus glows in the dark, they would check for that to see if it's been used. So that's a little interesting tidbit I thought I would share. And the source for my little tidbit is... What is White Phosphorus, written by Ian Sample in the Guardian.com website. Another thing that I would like to share that makes this field trip even more fun and such a great memory for my senior here is that when we were heading to the Hoover Research Center, we actually got lost because Google showed us the directions To Dr. Hoover's house not the lab where it is presently located and we didn't realize this until we actually got to the lab and the daughter explained to us that Dr. Hoover used to do all of his research and stuff at the house and but now it's in its new location which has been open for 13 years. So that's all I'm going to share with you all tonight regarding my field trip to the Hoover Research Center. It was a very great learning experience and I hope to do more things like this in the future. So shout out to Mrs. Jensen for making this field trip possible and organizing it. It was. I really learned a lot about chemical engineers, originally I thought it just related to chemistry But it's so much more than that. It's biology, physics, mathematics. I can only imagine how hard it is for these types of engineers to train and to understand and work with all these different types of equipment. And not only that, but working for each individual project because they can range from any different subject of science. Food, cosmetics, polymers, and... That just seems like a very hard job. But this whole field trip really broadened my view of chemical engineers. Okay, so I think that's all for today. I'm sure you all are probably tired of hearing me speak. This podcast might be seven, eight, or nine minutes long. But thank you all for listening. This is the very first episode of Welcome to Senior Year Podcast. I'm Madison. Goodbye, and see you next week.